Hello, TJ. What up, Chris? We are recording, coming to you live from my guest bedroom. Guys, this is an unprecedented move. This is how long gone episode, what is it? 106? 107, I think. Episode 107, we have finally broken the fourth wall, and unfortunately... Um, this is how long gone after dark, uh, live from Glendale, uh, Jason and I are in the same room Mm -hmm. and unfortunately due to a technical issue, we lost the episode we recorded today with our guest. Um, we will be able to get said guest back on the show and we will do that next month. So you're going to get another episode of me and TJ cutting the mustard, shooting the shit, (laughs) pinging and ponging. And honestly, (laughs) That's what you guys come here for. So I don't I don't feel that bad. I'm more disappointed in us for ha- making an error because I'm a Virgo perfectionist. Yeah, and I'm a Virgo uh, perfectionist as it pertains to things that aren't work and stuff. <laughs> Sandwich making, things and of that stuff. nature. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there were uh, you know, out of 107 episodes, there's going to be a couple that get I mean, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure Ira Glass has hundreds of fuck It happens ups. to even the most elite And podcasters. I'm not even talking about his personal life. No, he's definitely got some errors there. But, you know, uh, it's nothing for us to podcast twice in one day. This is the first time we've ever potted uh, when it's nighttime out. I know. I don't like it. And T- thanks to the failing daylight savings, <laughs> it's, it becomes nighttime I know this is like PM. a bad, bad Twitter, Twitter trope, but like the daylight savings time is fucking me up. I got to be honest. It really is throwing me off. I'm asleep almost before 9 p.m. every night, Jason. I was talking to somebody today, um, and she was like, you know, it feels like daylight savings. Like I don't remember it ever being this intense. Like Obviously, every time the daylight savings happens, it's like a jarring thing, yeah. and you're like, Oh, this is so weird, you know, whatever. But like, this is, and I was telling her, like, I feel like, you know, somebody at Big Earth. I think that's God. (laughs) But sure, go ahead. Somebody, somebody running Big Earth was, they went to go hit the button that does daylight savings and they ran it, they ran it up instead of running it back. Like, and and then it was like the check, you mean? Much like the check. (laughs) And it was too late to go back and and, yeah. and fix it, well, so I, we just have to suffer. I'm now. under the I'm under the impression that daylight savings time is literally made up, and we could just not do it. Yeah, I mean they, that's how many Other, parts of the world, yeah, certain just, state, like New that. Mexico, I, doesn't believe in I'm it. I'm going to say it's Christian or something. I mean, I, I get it; it makes sense. Like the 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 Earth has a rotational pattern around all right, the orbiting all right, Bill the sun. Nye, Bill Nye, relax. No one wants to hear this shit from you. Of that Stop. year. It Melvin Nerdly, cut it, cut, cut it short. <laughs> cut it fucking short. But today I'm saying something strong. Look, I know you don't like science, but this is not fake news. I don't like science. I don't like math. I mean, maths. May, you can, maybe that makes me dumb. You choose. Uh, we did. We were able to, though, um, do a full photo shoot and play tennis. So we, we didn't have a full wash day. It was just a, we had a little hump in the road. Yeah, I mean, we we recorded a full hour and a half long podcast, did a photo shoot. Played tennis. The f- tennis was in the photo shoot, and now we're back to record another podcast. And then when I'm done with this, I'm going to edit somebody else's podcast, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'm going to eat my first meal of the day. I'm going to go home and, and take a shower, probably. But oh, I'm baby. sorry about that for you. But I, I do, okay. I do think it's been, um, yeah, it's been a, we, you know, we've been really on our Grussel, and <laughs> I got to tell you, TJ, even though I sound incredibly energetic at all times on the mic. I'm feeling a little stretched then. I don't know about you. 
Yeah, I've been. We didn't we talk about that the last time we did a one on one a little bit that I was I was feeling that probably. Well, it's a it's a constant feeling. Yeah, well, and you're feeling lonely too. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling. I walk into TJ's house. He's got the Christmas tree up. You know what I mean? It feel, even though I hate it. What is that? <laughs> what is that? I'm just singing Christmas songs. Jason, I'm setting the mood. The Christmas spirit in Glendale is fully up. It was also. <laughs> it was up in, Glen, in in Beverly Hills last night at dinner. It was you know. Oh yeah, we went to Mr. Chow last night, didn't we? We had a Chow, you know. Failing Chow Chow. No, I mean Mr. Chow last night. Of course, it's a movie. It's it's the best outdoor dining experience in Los Angeles because mm. the the streets in Beverly Hills are actually clean. Um, so when you're dining on the curb like a plebe, um, it it doesn't smell like urine or bleach. It just w- smells regular. I noticed the what my biggest takeaway is there are dividers that that like every restaurant will build these little like plywood yeah. things. Like Delilah did like this awful like wooden thing and yeah. then they put like the the cheapest fake moss yes that you would get at michael's or something like that and then it was like a little like come on guys Wachowski. lowry did a terrible job boa was did a great job Well, boa didn't have to change anything but they they still said they had these yeah, custom made plexiglass i thing but mr chow it was a the, it was a full custom bespoke acrylic separation mm-hmm. device that was built like they they definitely spent tens like ten maybe twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, it's chow, baby. We don't look. That's that pale. That number pales in comparison to the art collection in the restaurant. You know, so it's it's. But there was a celebrity sighting, which I did post on Twitter, which really shook me to my core. Larry uh, G. Larry G. The the most famous gallerist in the world, Larry Gagosian, strolling through, looking honestly, the man looked tan and rich. And I was I've, trying to what what is his ethnic makeup. He looks like he's a little bit of everything. I think he's Israeli, maybe. Mm. I can't. Okay. I think he's Israeli, but I mean, his look. He was wearing a nice blue suit, white shirt. You know, no tie, looking very tan, looking svelte too, looking trim. He was looking good, fit. but he was he was showing his age with the way he moved and navigated through yeah. through the public no, he's space. Not, he, he ain't slipping and sliding. <laughs> he's not a spry spry old cat, but he can really buy and sell us. He's he's definitely had people killed. One hundred percent. He's been on Epstein's plane. Maybe. Yeah, come on, big, I don't know. big Lair. Lair might have sold. He might have made money off Epstein, but I don't know if he got on the plane. Yeah, I was watching some. I forgot what it was, but they were talking about how there's like the, the the world of like when you when you buy like a thirty million dollar painting, it's it's not uncommon to have somebody duplicate duplicate that painting to put in your house to put in your house the, and then yeah. put the other one in storage. Yeah, is that yeah. something that I mean? That I was like, that is like an absolute goal of mine. That's what. That's what a lot of women do with jewelry too. It's like if you get the crazy engagement ring, you like you get a fake one to actually wear because it's too it's, right, right, right. Because like, oh, I don't. Which I you're, under- you're a target, Kim K style. I understand, but also like, what? <laughs> like at that point, what is the? Yeah, what's the point why, of having? Why have know. a body? Why have a life? Yeah, yeah. Why anything? It's conf- it's very AI, you know. But but Mr. Chow, yeah. a movie as always. The food is. Abysmal. No, it's a it is, six of it ten. Is six of ten. I mean, I, I wrote about it for something coming up in a little while, so I don't want to. I, I can't. Say yes, it. I. Apologize. I don't want to drop all. I don't want to drop all my heat. But, but I just, you know what, Jason? Before you disparage a restaurant that I love, I agree with you. I think, like, I don't. I'm not going there because I think it's just the, the height of culinary arts. No, that's not why anyone goes there. You go there for the atmosphere, and you go there for the service. The service is good, and you go there because you're treated you're treated like a star. 
by people who are used to catering to stars, and that feels differently. Like if I'm treated yeah. like a star at at my local Taco Bell, I'm like, oh, that's nice. I wasn't expecting that. But if they're used to seeing like LeBron and Kim K and whatever Chris coming Black, through, and, yeah. they, and they treat they treat you and me with the same reverence as one of those people. You you feel for a moment that you are as good as them. I I, I would and agree. I, I mean, I think good. that's the magic of a lot of restaurants of that caliber. I think yeah. there's a, a whole tier of restaurants that are like expensive and nice to be in and fun to eat at, and the food is fine. Mm. And I find myself drawn to those places. And I know, and and because you've been living in California for the last six to whatever months, I have found myself at these establishments as well. Well, to be, to be fair, during COVID, the only places willing to risk public health are overpriced celebrity catering restaurants. So that's part of it. Honestly, that like... Yeah, I was thinking about it today. Your little TJ Cool Guy restaurants ain't open right now. Well, it w- I was thinking about today the irony that I've spent my whole culinary journey really like... I want to seek out like these crazy hole in the wall spots that no one's ever been to. Okay, we get it. You've seen Anthony Bourdain's show. Go I want ahead. To, I want to do that, and I also want to, you know, support these local startup mom and pop neighborhood restaurants that I believe in. I think they're doing something really cool and really well, and they need this money way more than like going to Houston's or going to. To be fair, I'm Acapulco. not taking you to corporate restaurants. That's true. That's true. But as soon as COVID hit, yeah. For some reason, all I wanted to do or all I did do was go to all these restaurants that that have already made so much money and are totally fine and have do big you think financial backing. And, I do think there's and something not at risk. I think there's something about it that's just a little bit comforting, maybe e- even if it's it, it's the experience feels good and we're craving experiences. Well, we're definitely craving experiences, and also we're so starved for experiences that we. We need to try something else, something new, something stronger and harder. Me going to Hail Mary, my local neighborhood pizza place, which I love, and getting another pizza, which I love, doesn't and hit. After a while, you know, if you if after a while you have to up your dosage. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know what I'm talking about. I do Chief? know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I you have to you have to move from an eighth to an O. I really though I to a whole bricky. I feel. <laughs> I um but but because of that we were, I was like all right we yeah that was Lowry's Steakhouse that was cool I need Boa I, I need yeah, Delilah yeah I need you know and you have to keep I need who to is go the to, final boss I think we did it I think Nobu Malibu is Nobu the final Malibu boss. is the final boss but once I realized that we got sat in the broke ho section <laughs> then we I we think got, that, that's a mulligan I think that it's it's weird because I agree with you I I we would got be, sat in the fucking Chet Hayes section where he picks up I think like, Chet, I think Chet hoes from Pacoima I, I think I think Chet Hayes is in the better section than we were in I think that <sighs> I think that um shout I, out to Chet we love you baby I agree with you though I want to support those kind of businesses too like I don't. I don't eat at restaurants like this that often, really. I just no. like them, and I think I talk about it, maybe. And it's like, because what am I going to do? How much can I talk about Cafe Mogador and Superiority Burger? It's like, that's not... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? it, is, it is the same way where like we, it's not enough to go to a restaurant that is nice. We have to go to a restaurant that also has food that looks good because half the reason we're investing our money in this is so we can get the flick. But I love going to, you know, I also have a passion for new cool restaurants. I mean, I'll, you know, I like to check out whatever, True. but also I think that the, 
I just like it all. I think it's okay to like it all for different reasons, basically. Mm-hmm. Like there's different, you know, like going to bar restaurant, which is actually a great experience and the mm-hmm. food was definitely good and like more inventive and like pushing the envelope mm-hmm. was just as good as an experience mm-hmm. as to me as going to Mr. Chow. It's just two different things. When, when we went to Delilah, I remember we were talking to the server yeah. and being like, you know, what's up with the crowd, you know, and, and you know, has it gotten a little like bridge and tunnel during COVID? And they're kind of like, eh, well, you know, like business kind of went down a little bit because of COVID, obviously. So now, like, anyone can kind of come through mm-hmm. and come through Drake voice. Anyone can come through Drake voice. So I think, and I think we might, or myself personally, not you, is also guilty of that. Of like now, now that the when the cat's away, the mouse will play. Kind of vibe like the. I can finally go see how the other people live. I can experience. But, but see, it's, it, I can try a pair of Louboutins on. Yes. and walk around uh, Rio for ketchup a bottom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, he said, "Let me see the ketchup." Let me see the ketchup. I think that that is true. I also think it's just funny, to be honest. And I think both of us just like funny stuff, and it's also the food is. It's not like it's like this is bad. I need to send this mm-hmm. back. It's like <laughs> it's just like. Not it's not gonna blow your fucking mind. That's just not what it is, you know. But I mean? one thing, thank God, that all of these restaurants have in common. Can you guess what it is that pleases TJ? Blue cheese olives. <laughs> they all have a martini. Yeah. How'd you order the martini? Okay, well that's we'll get to that. I'm sorry, I apologize. We'll get to that. But it was weird when we went to Mister Child. It was, a, it was dead ass a Monday at seven o'clock. It was lit and. Before, like in the 30 seconds it took from us to get out of the car and be seated, I saw 12 to 35 martini glasses. Like a waiter would be walking past me with yeah. a tray above his head with just martinis sloshing everywhere. And and something about that energy, I TJ love. Likey? I love because that martini, it's, it's literally the strongest drink you can order other than just getting like a glass of plain yeah, whiskey. Yeah. I mean, you know, during my final days of drinking, I would often go to a local, <laughs> like a local watering hole in Tribeca, and I would have this amazing homemade veggie burger, fries, <laughs> and two martinis, and I would just be, I'd be, I'd go home, smoke some grass, and that would be, I would, that's a good ass, that's a good Friday night. That's a good, yeah, yeah, that's a good Friday night for me. And I do think a martini is the, it's definitely the most like sexy drink. Like, it's I, the I most think, chic cocktail. It's chic. You can yeah, have. I think ordering wine is like. Honestly, there's too much talking that happens. Yeah, I think it's I'm over much. wine now. It's like too much talking and like, it's just dorky. Yeah, you look at the wine list, you know, especially at a respectable place. It's like, all right, I'm going to comb through 198 a bottles. None of them I know. It's all in a language I don't speak. Yeah. And you're just desperately like, so instead, is this the Chateau? Is TJ this one? says, let me get Svetka on the rocks. And like, Two blue cheese. No, I said, Garcon. <laughs> Tito's Martuni, make it dirty and blue. Dirty and blue. Dirty and blue. Has replaced, because uh, this is another thing I was writing Dirty about. and blue does sound like a mixtape, but continue. <laughs> are the are you talking blue, like blue face hundreds, or are you talking about blue cheese olives? I'm talking about blue cheese olives. Thank so, you. I just so, want to clarify. Uh, now that every time I go out to a restaurant, I order a martini. I got one at fucking Cheesecake Factory at the Americana. Yeah. I'll get one at Mr. Chow. Wherever I'm at, if they have martini, I'm getting one. And I used to, I, and for some reason, I love the blue cheese olive instead of the regular olive. It's a nasty flavor all combined. But they have them almost everywhere, huh? 
they have them almost anywhere, but I but I realize that there's no cool, normal way of asking for that. Like, oh, do you guys have blue cheese olives? If you do, can I have my martini with blue cheese olives instead of the regular olives? It's wordy. So before I would say, like, what are what are your olive options? Which is such a fucking douchey thing to say. And I well, would say it you've a, said it, and I've heard it. So, but yeah, but I luckily I could say it in a jokey way, and it's kind of funny, whatever. But um, that kind that joke isn't funny anymore. And I more see, I more we'll, we'll get to that. And I yeah, we will. And we and so I I order them dirty and blue. You and, know, dirty and, and Mr. Chow, he knew. I tried it out. I was like Garcon, dirty and blue. And he looked at me and he was like. Mm-hmm. I like I, I dirty and blue reminds me of like barbecue speak like low and slow and I like it well when you order that's that's restaurant lingo when you order a steak black and blue that's that's basically a, a step even under uh rare so that, that basically means you you take a piece of meat and you put it on the fire as hot as possible where the outside gets is charred and crispy and the inside is literally, you know, still frozen raw, like not even cooked a little bit. That doesn't sound good. That's a wild man's way of ordering. That sounds very manly. Maybe that's why it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, and it and it does appeal to me. Speaking of manly, Morrissey. Yeah, big, big, big. Stephen Q. Morrissey dropped from BMG. Dropped from his label. I I mean, dude. It's it's really though, honestly, tough to watch. Like it's it's insane to watch someone unravel publicly. Like it it like happens. But gra- is it is it is it an unravel? I mean, it comes with age. I think it comes with age, but it's also like I think the the and I suffer from this compulsion as well. I just don't have the same views. But it's like just to share, like just to talk when you maybe don't need to. You, you know what I mean? So I think if mm-hmm. if I if I'm saying some dumb shit that's like makes me look stupid, that's fine. But Morrissey's saying absolutely insane, racist shit, and like doesn't like doesn't need to like he just feels These that people compelled. should go back to the countries. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And unfortunately, I read this thing um, that the guy that you like that wrote the Radiohead book, Stephen Hyden, wrote um, mm. about listening to ryan adams now and how because he was like a huge ryan adams fan and somebody was like what do you do like when this happens and he was like interesting it's i don't feel the same compulsion to listen to it now that i know this about him Mm -hmm. and i weirdly don't feel the same compulsion to listen to ryan adams either as i as i used to and well i luck thank god there's the Smiths. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I mean, because I have no problem. Like I, I've, I've experienced that with Michael Jackson. Like, yeah, I, I love the music of Michael Jackson, yeah. but it doesn't come up anymore. It's it, like, yeah, it's not, if it com- if, 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 he's sort of been erased. But that's from, what's so interesting about like being part. I think that's, but Chris Brown continues to dominate my timeline with all these cool memes of, of the, of the video no. of yo, no. The yo video of like imagine if this man followed you to your car during this dance. <laughs> or like, yeah, like him funny. doing the dance and it's like this is what it looks like but when I you're think like that, in between tweaker hits on the crack pipe and he's just doing like <laughs> I think that the issue is once you're just not kind of part of the conversation in a like a normal way 
people we just forget about you you it's get crazy. by you get by felicia yeah you get by no but i mean like i think when ryan adams is putting out music at like a crazy clip and he's like part on instagram and on twitter blah blah, blah then it's like you you think about him mm-hmm. you know what i mean but there like, needs to be I, I think what happened was everyone was like oh mj you know whatever whatever but then when the documentary came out yeah and they saw like like yeah when i was five years old he would make me um like get on all fours and spread my butt my butt cheeks and then he would say hey applehead come on over here and then you're like nope i'm done I, I this is it I've michael never, jackson I so feel like- we, i'm saying we need to get a ryan adams hbo three-parter no one cares shut this man down. yeah no it's gonna be showtime <laughs> but he's gonna i'm telling you michael jackson though is still existing for sure like most people don't care is the reality like most people don't care or they don't believe it yeah most people most for people. sure like for i sure. think that that's just because he's a global superstar and it's the audience is just so big that you can't really get rid of that audience no matter what well, you do. Well, you can because you could stop playing his music at Never weddings. Happened. You could stop playing his music on MTV and the Never radio. Happened. You could stop syncing it for Never commercials. Happened. It's absolutely happening. No. No, I, I bet it's down 20%, but it's definitely not gone away. Guarantee you. No, but like if Coca-Cola came out and they oh, had no, but, Michael Jackson com- song on the commercial, it would be front page But if news. we're at the Lakers game, they're playing Michael Jackson. That's true. That's what I mean. Shit like that where it's like a public, you know. But I just yeah, thought that was... Yeah, because like the, the fat guy DJ from Power 106, he he's getting fuck. paid in, in, in Miller Lite tickets <laughs> yeah, he's got, to he got, DJ. He don't so I fuck. get a Kobe jersey and Miller Lite? All right, I'll do it. I think that, but I think that that was just, I just thought that was really interesting that, that, but the Morrissey thing is like, I don't, I mean, I definitely will put on the queen is dead and rinse it often. Because yeah, it, that's it like makes my, me, it makes me not want to listen to Morrissey solo shit, but I have, I have no problem. I no, mean, Smith is the best because I mean, because that was recorded like when we were born, you know, like, I mean, watching Smith, like watching, I, I just have been going into some, the only thing I can do to like unplug is to get deep into youtube music holes where i just spend two hours damn bro have you tried that on weed i have <laughs> it's actually better this way i think because you, like you get it. to remember it i think i remember but mm. uh I, that's the only thing i can do to like disconnect this is how we pass the nights at the villa carlotta yeah exactly exactly some people are in the pool some people are drinking wine some people might be indulging in some marijuana I'm CB's in room 112, sucking down an Erewhon sparkling water. I'm enjoying my sixth Lacroix of the night, and I'm watching a Smith's live video from 1982 where they play Cemetery Gates a little fast. You know, that's that's what I'm <laughs> that, that's what I'm up to. And you're happy as a pig and shit. I am, but I think that that is that's kind of when I get into like that is uh, where I've been listening to the Smiths the most lately is in these holes. But you know we have a lot of music discovery to do because of our Spotify show. So I feel like I'm I'm more I'm like I always was aware because in the newsletter we always put the the new releases in the newsletter on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I listen to them a little more, and I think that just once I start listening to music more in general, I think that I just that's my life now. Like I, like when podcasting was all I listened to. It's just music you know. equals life. If you ask me, I've heard that Tower Records is back, which is a terrible idea. <laughs> Wait, is it? It's coming back virtually, digitally. Yeah, it's like guys, now you're you were a real record store. Like we don't. I mean, maybe they have numbers to prove, like vinyl sale. You know what I mean? Nerd shit. But yeah, I'm it, off it that. Ain't gonna happen. I got discogs, baby. Yeah, you're, I, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't. It's hard for me to talk in this room because Jason's got so much. His vinyl weighs a ton in here. <laughs> it's his delicious vinyl weighs a ton in here. Yeah, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> 
of us podcasting in my old house in the living room back in the day. I honestly, like walking in and sitting down and podcasting, it, it, it I don't know what I like better. I can't decide. Hmm. Because I, I, I'm very pro our method now because I think it's like timely. Mm-hmm. But this is nice. Well, you know, I'm 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 a strong proponent of of deprivation in every way, and we've deprived ourselves from mm-hmm. IRL potting, and now we've edged for well, a hundred episodes, and now it's a full release. <laughs> I'm finna splash off. I mean, you know, once we open How Long Gone Studios in the heart of Hollywood, um, it'll be different. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, and and get in touch, get in touch with the studio manager about booking time there, but um. I, I will be, you know, I will be producing albums as well, but it's mostly for podcasting. Oh. Yeah. We don't don't divulge too much. Right? I don't want I mean, there's a few a few people gotten in touch and they're just kind of like, look, Chris, you're kind of like our favorite vibe guy. We feel like you could really like mold the sound. You do play off of vibes. I play cool. off of vibes. And I also I come into a room and I can suck up the vibes and then redistribute them into a better <laughs> better form. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, we we should talk about our Twitch show that we have this this week. Should we? Or maybe we don't want to jinx it, huh? I don't know if we want to jinx it, but it's going to involve a company move. Yeah. So this this Friday, this podcast is coming out Wednesday, Wednesday aka tomorrow. So yeah, in two days from now, our our Twitch show will be on location somewhere else in in Los Angeles. A high income neighborhood, a higher income neighborhood than the than the piss stain. <laughs> yeah, than the shithole. Uh, man, downtown L.A. It's crazy, bro. Like you just like, <laughs> I'll be walking down the street, and everything is not. And you're like, oh, there's a Soho house. Oh, this oh, like this wine store is new, and that's kind of cool. And like, but then you go inside the wine store, and you're like, you just leave this door unlocked. Like what? Like whoa. And then you turn the corner. And there's just like a dead animal, but like a big one. <laughs> Not like, oh, there's a mouse that got ran over by a car. But you're like, oh, that's like a 60-pound dog. <laughs> like, you see that? And then you walk down a little bit more and you're like, why is there like a thousand gallons of like expired milk? It's like crazy. In a, there's like a pool of it in some corner. And the smell <laughs> of it, you know, it makes your eyes the smell, burn. Dude, dude, the smell outside of Mad Decent <laughs> Protocol is fucking like I'm gonna call three one one. It's loud. It's it's weird to experience a smell only in downtown LA. Do you get that smell where you're like, if I'm here, if I get three good breaths of this, it could be over for me. I'm dead ass gonna vomit from odor. Like, like the only other time that could happen is if you like literally like stumble upon a dead body type of smell. Like. Ugh. It's cursed. What I, will what what can we do to fix downtown LA? I mean, I need answers. Well, you know, maybe if Gavin Newsom came down there, <laughs> if he left French Laundry <laughs> after the eighth course and came down to I'm down, jealous that Big Gav went to French Laundry and came before down I did. and came down to downtown LA. Strawberries aren't even in season, guys. Maybe he could fig- maybe he could help us. He, he, I mean, he can't do shit. Nobody, I mean, the only, like at this point, the only issue, like there's so many things going wrong in, in Los Angeles. The only issue that you have to fix to win is, is homelessness. Yeah. And no one's ever going to fix it. 
It's just like, what I, are we ever? I don't do? understand. Echo Park is getting. I don't understand what. I mean, obviously, you, we're not experts on this, but it, it's, unhoused, I should say. But it seems like it seems like it's just like we don't really care. You, you know what I mean? Like that's the vibe, right? They've it's never like, cared. Yeah, but I mean, but there's also there's so many. It's like we have eighty thousand. Yes, but that's because they people. haven't cared for so long. Like mm-hmm. this problem. Not that it's 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 not ongoing. It's definitely an ongoing problem, especially right now when the government is not, you know, uh, helping people at all, and mm. they're out of work. It's mm. only going to push people to more uh, homelessness and living in their cars or whatever it may be. But I do think that it just feels like. Guys, there's got to be a way to do it. just spend some money, and we can get this done. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to to spend the time to help others when you are just barely holding on for your own life, and that's I think that's what what they want our society to be experiencing. Mm-hmm. So we're all just kind of every man for himself, every person for themselves. Every person for themselves is unfortunately, and that's the way uh, America feels. No, like it's right fucked, now. and I also. F- know that i'm kind of like that and i know it's wrong but it's very it's a very hard habit to break and yeah, I'm, i mean I'm that's pretty- how a lot of people are and unfortunately that's how a lot of people i know who grew up with not very much money or you had a you had a rough childhood or a rough start of like like i've i've seen the bad side of things i've been to the bottom i've yeah. seen the gutter and like i made it out on top like i have a crib i have a car like i'm making money now like i ain't going back to that yeah. and you know, fuck y'all. I'm I'm gonna do me. Like you, you didn't look out for me when I was in the gutter. So why am I gonna look out for you? Which is that if I if I if I give you my my loaf of bread, you know how am I gonna eat? That's I mean, sure. That doesn't explain why someone like me, who's never had a, a hard day in his life, feels like that. But I do think it's the nature of America and what we're taught. It's like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's it truly is every man for himself, and nothing has been more illustrative of that than the last you know year. Yeah, and and you know, and any type of social services are kind of looked down upon. Yeah, unless you already come from a wealthy background, and you're like, then it's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, totally, it's fucked. But downtown is fucked. But luckily, we won't yeah, have to. Maybe be there. I should stop making fun of teachers so much. No, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, g- going downtown has been an eye-opening experience, and having a week off from that is great, even if it's going to take two hours to get there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I mean, we should probably. I'm thinking about a new outfit for this. Board shorts? Mm, uh, maybe I'll borrow a rash guard from our guest. <laughs> stop Stop dropping clues. <laughs> what? Kelly Slater is confirmed. I mean, I, I've never worn a full wetsuit, so I don't know what that feels like, but I feel like I don't think it would look great on me. It doesn't really look great on anyone, but that's that's absolutely wrong. I would rock. So I told you, if you before, don't have a deformed body, like if you're just a normal looking person, so I would look great in one. You mean? Yeah, if you're a normal looking fella or gal or person, <laughs> even if you even if you could lose lose some lbs, you put that wetsuit on, zip it up to that chinny chin chin, and I don't know. Bro. And suddenly everything is distributed perfectly. Uh, have you seen Jonah Hill in a wetsuit? Well. That's what I'm saying. He, you know, you can it, it can only do so much. Yeah, it's not shapewear. Um, Skims in stores now. Go cop. Even, uh, even Skims can only do so much. But I'm saying if you if you could drop twenty twenty five, you put the yeah, but, no, on, it's you're great. like, oh, looking no, good. It's great. Cause because because gonna... you know the the spare tire gets distributed all throughout, and those thicky thighs they get squished down. I'm and trying to fill get, out the calves a little bit. I'm trying to get the the Tom Brown 
wetsuit that looks like a tuxedo. Oh my god! It's very sick. What do you? What is that for? When you work at Sea Sea World? No, I, I wanted to. I was trying to secure it for for this weekend. For this, oh, shit. it would have been a motion picture, but there's only a few in existence, I believe. Pull up in the Tommy. Pull up. I mean, I, I do need. I feel like I need a new look, but a new fit. But there's just no time, Jason. There's no time, and you know, I feel like a person like you is not going to do any shopping and failing fashion forward Los Angeles either. I am, I am uh, waiting on my Stussy 40th anniversary T-shirt to arrive, which I'm very excited about. Mm. So maybe that's an what option. am I? I'm, I don't know if I'm waiting on anything. You're not, <laughs> and if you were, it'd be because of me. And don't forget that. Oh, don't forget it when I'm at the top. <laughs> yeah, don't forget CB. Don't wait, wait, don't. Uh, no, I don't know. I'm confused. Now. Every time Burberry sends me new drip, I'll be sure to give you 15% of that. Jason. I'll, I'll throw you a sock. I appreciate this line of, of, of defense you have, but I got the same jacket, and I would like to point out that the Burberry contact is mine. So remember that when you're wearing your little jacket. Well, the Burberry contact was yours, and now the Burberry contact is ours. You know, I have to remind myself when TJ gets a little too big for his already big britches that a win for TJ is a win for Chris. That's right. And, and that's what true partnership is all about. And a w- yeah, and, and vice versa, of course. I don't feel like you really believe that. I believe that. I, I, I don't know if you want to see CB win. I mean, I'm willing to step on your head to get to the top. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're saying. I'm, I'm willing and, and actively trying to do that. I, I would in the process. I would of doing run that. you over with a car and say it was an accident. But I mean, no, no, no. Once I once I kind of skyrocket, I have every intention of having you be my manager or something like that. Great, whatever driver, yeah. however you want to slice it up. Yeah, but I, you'll I mean, get a cut. It's I could probably good, do baby. both because you know when you're driving. What I've learned being in LA is when you're driving. You can take calls. You know what I'm saying? So just remember. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Your nickname is now gonna be Bluetooth because you, you're gonna be spending a lot of time on there. When you and Danny Bowen open a restaurant together, <laughs> I'll be. I'll be able to manage your other your your Bon Appetit video. Uh, you know, career. I'm gonna. Yeah, me and Danny got a pop up at Squirrel Plan. <laughs> so it's you and Danny at Squirrel, and then what are you doing with Batali in New York? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> Damn, I forgot about Batali. So you and and then and then um, any other plans? What is what is Batali? Yeah, do you have are, other plans or is that it? Uh, yeah, I mean, my only goal is to. Well, I mean, you know, Allison Roman, Adam Rappaport from Bon Appetit. You guys, <laughs> Shit, have, I forgot about him. He got big. He's he's ghostwriting your book. He got big, removed. I totally forgot that that guy existed. But I also felt like that guy never even enjoyed or cared about food well whatsoever. it's a funny thing because i think when you get to this is true about like c-suite too i think when you get to a certain level of your career you just kind of like work anywhere because you're like qualified for it and mm-hmm. i think he had been in publishing long enough where it was like uh mm-hmm. here like take this job you're cool you know like but is he going to be able i mean did he get a job no but he, no one's going to hire him he because every person there is going to be like i, I quit no nah, he'll get a job boss. he'll get a job or he'll start a Substack. You know, or a podcast, or a YouTube channel. You know, yeah, or we'll get a band camp. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it makes me wonder what happened because, like, a, a guy like that, you know, he how much money do you think he was making a year? Like, what kind of salary was he drawing for being? I, I don't know. Editor in chief of Bone Out. I honestly don't. Three hundred k. Yeah, probably. Probably a three honey. But it's it's not. Isn't it weird that that person who's like I'm the editor in chief of a magazine that makes 
all this money has millions of people listening and following and it's a I have you know hundreds of employees from the top to the bottom and I make as much money as like a mid to small sized DJ in Vegas. I well or like I think Skrillex that, makes as my entire salary think, in one night. I think what you're forgetting and what the reason those they come sal- with other perks, of course. Well, that it's all about it's the power mm-hmm. is what you're getting. You're like a real player in this business that you really care about, and that for some people is 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 you know uh, not more important than money, but it's it's you know. It's, do you, it's, do you, I feel like that system is crumbling by the day, though. I mean, I I don't think that uh, human beings struggling and desiring power is something we're going to see go away. No, no, no. That's always going to be there, but that this that system, the publishing system, the record label system, the movie studio system. No, I just think it would repre- be different people getting the power. Yeah, but but it's not going to be that way. That you're you're going to have to get it on your own. You're, you're not you're not just going to be able to be picked and placed into something like okay, you're good at you're you can do this at kind of. I, I actually go don't think here. that's true. I think I, I think that it's like a whole group of people need to die. For that to like actually stop, does that make sense? It does, but like, that's happening. It it will happen, but that's what I said about fashion. But those, like, I mean, they don't have to die; they just have to get old enough to where they are not in touch enough to do this cultural job. But Anna Wintour, Anna Wintour should have retired years ago and given that job to somebody that's more qualified. And there's a million people that could do a better job than her. If Anna Wintour was a man, do you think she would have been gone by now? I mean, Graydon Carter was at Vanity Fair for a very, very long time until he just couldn't be there anymore. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, what does that mean? He just couldn't be there anymore. I don't know the details, but I imagine it was, I mean, I think when you're at that level, they come to you and give you an opportunity to shape the narrative of your exit. They're not going to, we're like, look, we got, we got the the Epstein logs. We know, we know you were touching some kids on there. No, however we want to say that. I just mean that like, if it's time to go, cause shit is stale, it's time to go. And like, but but so when if I if I take a shot like that at Graydon Carter, what is the equivalent of of that for me? Um, like who's who's my Graydon Carter? Tom York, maybe something like yeah, that. Yeah, I wouldn't put Graydon and Bourdain in the same, you know, because mm, mm-hmm. I actually like Bourdain, right, right, quite right. a lot. Actually, I like Tom York too. I just you know not as much as you. I I just don't know much about about Graydon other than he looks. Well, insane. Graydon and, is, and is I mean, he's, he's truly, shit, right? he's truly is like the opposite face of what any media company would want to have at the, at the top right now. Mm-hmm. He's an old, rich white guy who lives literally in Connecticut, I think. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he, but he does, I'm saying those people in those positions, they don't have to die. They're being, they're being deaded right now because, mm-hmm. you know, all their employees are like, they're they're able to be like nah. Well, here's and the thing. Get Jason. something done. Here's the Whereas thing. back in the day, they could say nah, and they'll be like, "All oh, you little fucks are fired. Fuck off." And they used to be able to do that 10, yeah, 20 yeah. years ago. And now the power is think, they don't have that. They don't I have don't, that power I, that you're talking about. As many people as we we only hear about the people that are like, "No, fuck this. I hate him." Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who are like, "I would do. I would fucking clean Graydon Carter's toilets." That's just how it is. Like, sure, sure. You know, and that is not going to go away. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that there's still a lot of people that would clean Alex Jones's toilets too. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I mean. There's always going to be people <laughs> in power that shouldn't be because that's the case. Mm-hmm. Because to be in that kind of power, you have to create a. But but their platform is not this golden pedestal that it used to be. Like if you say it's in the eye of the beholder. TJ. If I, it's in the eye of the beholder. That's true, but. 
if I say I'm the editor in chief of Vanity Fair, I can do whatever I want in New York. If I say I'm I'm the editor in chief of Infowars.com, no one's even going to give me the time of day you unless get, you, you like could, go to like a Walmart. In you could get a table at Walmart on a Friday. At 8 <laughs> no, you're right, but it, but I think that's the thing. It's it's but like, it is in the eye of the beholder. But I'm talking about your beholder. Oh, your, well, your eye. Yeah, but I I my point is that the the no matter who's in charge and the power structures and all that stuff, it's it's there's going to be hero worship at any level if it's mm-hmm. something sexy like media or food, anything that's like a sexy, desirable career that has faces attached to it at all. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a level of like hero worship and kind of like unnecessary in a, in a lot of cases, like pedestal placing. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to exist. That That's just, that's how the world is set up to exist. Yeah. Right or wrong. That's just where we are. There's no way around that. I mean, yeah, you might have a popping substack, you know, for a couple years, but what is that, you know, where does that lead you? It could, I mean, it, where does that, that is absolutely true. I agree with all of that, but also like, where does it I mean, lead where does you having if, a job at Vandy, I, 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 where does any of it lead you? Yeah, it, yeah, is yeah. the question, because there's no eventual, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. It's just two different paths, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think that anybody who... But it's like going down the, the tried and true and tested, but on its way out path or the unsure TBD very brand new, but you know, it's just two different kinds of people, you know, and in some ways and the the age discrepancy is what goes down either path. Yeah. I mean, I think the days of like 21 year old interns, you know, working 14 hours a day, like schlepping bags on the subway is not going to happen. Like I I think that Mm. is, is over, but I don't think that the like, I, I think we're still a while away of like the glamorization of like a fashion job or a media job. I just don't see that happening in, in, in the near future because the Substack shit and all this newsletter stuff and all that shit, it's the same thing, just in a different fucking package. It's the same idea. There's people that everybody's like, they're, they're looking to and idolizing. It's the same shit. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, they don't have a boss. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not mean to their employees. That's because they don't have any. <laughs> Like, we don't know if they'd be mean. Like, it's not, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do we, we don't know anything about these people. And they will eventually, I'm sure, like, fuck up in their own ways because they're going to get drunk on power just like everyone else does with whatever job they have. Mm-hmm. Like, the manager of the local fucking McDonald's is drunk on power. I'm sure a substacker with too much attitude is going to be in the same position. Damn, I think that was the first time I've heard the word substacker, just like YouTuber or TikToker. It's real. But I'm also yeah. I went to fucking Equinox. It was just full of a bunch of fucking substackers. Exactly. Ugh. Well, it's, it's honestly, the I think substackers is going to get used like freelancer. You know what I mean? Yeah, but at what point will it switch from a derogatory term to just a term? Just a, I think I think substacker because YouTuber and TikToker. I feel like that'll always be derogatory. Well, it's certain circles. In certain circles, yeah. I I think that substacker. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny. It, it sounds it, it like, is it very sounds like funny. A, it sounds like a four ninety nine meal every, at a fast food restaurant. Every every week, you read another article about like, oh, this fucking loser at Substack makes four times as much money as anybody who works does that same job at a yeah. you know at a at a magazine. Who I don't has think 10, that ten I, more years of experience. making money is cool. That's the bottom line. So it, go go do a Substack. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's bad or good. I'm just saying it's two different things. And I think that there's a certain point where people will just, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. If, if I'm paying $50 a year, that's a very small amount of money. Mm-hmm. So if I click once, that's fine. 
You know what I mean? If I click five times, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you ain't got the fifty dollars, you know, you're just trying to support it. it it's just I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's no. There's no. If you do something wrong and you're fucked, there's nothing to catch you. Is what is is kind of the difference. Mm. You know. Right, right, right. But I think that's true at this point. That's true at any job. Yeah, I mean, do you how much do you think magazines like fashion magazines or any of these magazines are going to be able to weather the storm? I mean, well, there's the other difference is there's a line of defense before it comes out. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like if you write something and there's some shit in there that shouldn't be, your editor Mm -hmm. will be like, "Yo, no, 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 Substack, you push publish, your whole shit's over." Yeah. You know, that's and that's why I'm such an advocate for the editing of the mm. newsletter and that being like a viable business for the future. But I mean, it's honestly, it's probably all for the best because we are getting more stuff. And I would say more, more of it is good than maybe ever. Yeah. And I think that's there's a, a big parallel with streaming television, the, the way yeah. it would be like, all right, we have Apple, we have Netflix, we have all blah, 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 blah. Like we have. 10 streaming platforms and you can bundle them all together and get all these channels in one place and then somebody eventually will be like ladies and gentlemen we just created cable television yeah, congratulations yeah, yeah, the yeah. very thing that you created to you know be the it's opposite already the same and the same thing is happening with Substack or like we we have this thing and you can monetize your platform and write whatever you want and now you can use this service to hire an editor and then they'll watch your stuff and you have this thing to do this thing and then eventually they're like Ladies and gentlemen, we've reverse engineered a website. This is blogs, bro. You, you have a blog now. Yeah. So I think I think that that's always going to happen over and over again. No, you're right. That's but, a good, I mean that's a that's probably the but, best but, way to but look before, at it. But before when you know, we've we've advanced and been able to figure out a way to monetize it and the subscription model is you know, everyone is betting on that being the future of everything. And that's just the way it has to be. So we've gotten smarter at figuring out how to monetize things the right way to where these creators can be it's paid. Because get- before, when you were a blogger 10 years ago, there'd be a, you know, a million different bloggers and seven of them would yeah. be making real actual money. Yeah. And then everyone else would be like, I make $8,000 a year blogging. Yeah, I was like... And yeah, you're like, holy shit, that's crazy. Yeah. How did you do that? No, it's, you're right. It, it is going to be the same. But at a certain point, then it becomes... You know, okay, if I'm if I'm if I was actually subscribing to all the streaming stuff, it would cost me more than cable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and y- y- for me, I I don't need all of that. But I think I think a lot of people that we know that have the income and the time are subscribing to like at least five or six streaming services of, of varying var- at varying price points. Whereas I pay for cable and Netflix. You know, yeah. and Netflix I only really have because I feel like I would be like missing out on conversations mm-hmm. even though even though it's been it, it's been divided up it's not like netflix is running the show like they were but i would say they get the most maybe not but the most talked about and oh like absolutely debated content so they're making the most it's so crazy i mean i remember when they were like we're, we're going to be 9.99 from 7.99 and then they went from 9.99 to 12.99 and now yeah. they're going to 13.99 like it's gonna be twenty bucks. Them them adding one dollar makes them like ninety million dollars, ninety million extra dollars a, a month. month. I think that's fucked up. That's wild. That's wild. Like they make billions of dollars, billions and and we billions. still we still don't even know what what we don't have any data. We don't even know how many people are watching this shit. 
That's the coolest part of it. It is, I know. And they show us like a ranking, but like, okay. Most that's like a website saying most clicked on article. Like, I don't okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's yeah, not that's, real. That's not data. That's like you telling me. Yeah, it's the same as me looking at the new MacBook Pro. Like, oh, I want to check this out, and it's like this this computer is going to be six times faster than the other computer. And you're yeah, like, bitch, like, what other computer? Well, yeah, which, like, which one? You guys make a lot other, of computers. The good one. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's enough. Yeah, that's it all is I enough. need, and it's it all, all I care about. I mean, I think we are truly in the golden age of content, and there's too much. But when there's too much. It just takes more time to find what's good, but that inherently means there's more good. Oh yeah, you know that's why I'm considering starting my zine. I think look a zine as a zine head <laughs> as a zine as a guy with a, a apartment full of zines. You know, I remember when people couldn't pronounce zine or vegan. V- zine and vegan. Vi- zine and vagin. Vagin. That sounds like a female sex organ. Well, I. I think- <laughs> My grandma used to pronounce it vegan, and uh, and by we, the way, and we'd be like nah, and then somebody was like, no, literally, like that's the correct way to pronounce it. Shut up, nerds. It's true. No, it's. I not. mean, if you just look at it, if you the way we pronounce we're not pronouncing it, shit phonetically on this side, bro. It should be V E E G A N, in the same way we. That's all, a good name. Isn't that a DJ's name, or is that V G Y N? <laughs> there's a Y in there. What's that? How do you say that? I think it is. I think it's probably that's probably just vegan, but yeah, that's with the Y. Is but that... to say there's a lot of those words like Los Files. Nobody pronounces that correctly. But you, but you're you're a loser if you pronounce it correctly. Is the problem? Yeah. yeah. If you're white, at least. Yeah. If you if they call you if somebody calls you Jason, I'm like you're a fucking loser. It's TJ. If you yeah if you call me the M jeans. The... <laughs> <laughs> Like my man Jerry Salt Z. Jason has been embattled in a interesting convo with uh, art I, critic and Pulitzer Prize winner <laughs> Jerry Saltz on Twitter, where he said, "Hey Jerry, when we potting?" Mm-hmm. And Jerry seems very confused, but I can't tell if Jerry's acting a little bit. I can't tell. I can't tell either because he's he's up in his years and he is disconnected from everything except for the art world. But also, he's he's appeared on many podcasts of all different types do you think even recent like he did a like the harvard business review podcast like in like a few weeks ago do you think what are the (laughs) chances of him doing how long gone right now okay i would say yesterday when i threw that hail mary pass to him and said when we potting i would say four percent chance of him agreeing to it or day two and day two he responded he he responded to like many tweets. Yeah, other people like like people started piling on. It is it is being great. like do it. There's a grassroots movement, and there's been like ten or fifteen different people like grassroots. Jerry, movements. do it for the culture, bro. And then and then it'll they'll, and then I'll get a notification that says Jerry Saltz like to tweet your mention in, and it'll be like my friend being like do it for the culture, bro. And and I'm just imagining Jerry Saltz a public Pulitzer Prize winning. <laughs> celebrated writer just like hitting a heart on his phone of like do it for the culture honey i guess they want me to do it for the culture so when they say the culture and he'll reply back and saying like what is the m jeans (laughs) tell me about you and i'll be like here's all the stuff about me what are we going to talk about here's what we're going to talk about and then he'll be like what is left left you gone mean (laughs) 
I'm like, that's the po- that's the that is the name of the podcast. So I'm I, like, are you senile or are you trolling? I think he's horsing around. But Jerry, Jerry Salt Z, you are on my last nerve. If you're listening, and I know you are. Yeah, it's time for you to fucking you know put down the iced coffee and come on the pod. <laughs> that's the damn truth. Yeah, I think my because my I've I've listened to him on David Chang's podcast a couple of times on whose podcast I've I've listened to him on David Chang's podcast yeah, that's and David not good <laughs> David Chang just loves him and he's like because he wrote the article about his eating habits that's yeah. why and that's why everyone wants him on the podcast because they're like oh this fucking guy is a freak show I got to hear everything about him and then like the Harvard podcast was like asking him all about that as well. So people, Don't worry, Jerry. We're not going to talk about your eating habits. People were very fascinated by that, and I think he liked to talk about it, but he was kind of like, you know, this is – I never knew that I was a freak until I started telling other Talking people about, about my habits, <laughs> yeah. and then they're like, no, it's not normal <laughs> to go to the bodega and buy 30 chicken breasts and a garbage bag full of broccoli, steam all of that together in one big bucket – put it in a refrigerator and eat that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner also, every day for the month. It's cool. That is not normal. But it's, also, but it's also like whatever you're doing, whatever mine created that game plan. I need to know more. Let me soak it up because I, holy fuck, you were afraid. Man, you think. He, and I'm, I'm instantly fascinated. Like to me, like if I'm at a dinner party or if I'm at, at anywhere and somebody tells me that, I'm like, I could be talking to Emrata. I could be doing all these things, and I'll be like, "Move, <laughs> you, me. We're gonna you so know. chicken breast broccoli thirty yeah. days." I have one billion questions. You're my new I, best friend. I, I understand need to that. study you. You know, the I understand whole thing. the compulsion. Jerry, Jerry doesn't do a lot for me. I find him a little obnoxious, but you know, people find me obnoxious you too. Li- yeah, people do find you obnoxious. People find Jerry obnoxious, but though you know, you don't. The you problem don't, is with Jerry is that he's one of those people who. When you read his work, it's like this is incredible. Yeah. When you follow him on social media, you're like, I don't what what's going on. Well, I, maybe you're the opposite. They follow you on social media and say this is incredible, and then they read your work and say, oh, this is also incredible. But then, but then, what is the downside to you? Maybe you don't have one. I got a lot of downsides. <laughs> we don't have time. <laughs> we don't have time. But I mean, I, I I give him a pass on the social media because of his age. Like he was, he's like seventy I years would, old. Or I something. would too, but at a certain point, it's like if you're participating that much, I don't care how old you are. You should kind of start to learn how it works. Yeah, but I mean, like if you're if your dad woke up and had a million followers on Twitter, what do you think he'd be doing? That's true. How do you think he'd be navigating he those would be, waters? He would be. He would just be like he would tell you today, like I. Chris, what does on fleek mean? Like yeah, he would, he would be right. so behind on fleet. You mean the new Twitter function <laughs> on fleet? Yeah, I mean, and I, I feel bad for Big Jerry Salt Z. He's like, now I have to do a fleet. What is a fleet? Is it? Just, it's just a story, but it's on Twitter. It's a it's a tweet that will expire within twenty four hours, just like an Instagram story. So Twitter and Instagram are literally the same now. Yeah, and it's all it's all the 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 funniest part about it is it's all just Snapchat. It's all going because we all big just, Evan law. Big Evan married married. What's her name? I don't know. Yeah, you know who it is. Orlando Bloom's ex, the Victoria's Secret model. Yeah, that dork, uh, Miranda Kerr. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. So he Kerr he used did, to be a little baddie back in the day. Kerr still bad, still a baddie, still bad. Uh, we know you like an Australian, but she uh okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I find I find her on Snapchat. If you find her on Snapchat, but. But they, he really, he didn't sell for like three billion, 
And then they all ate his motherfucking lunch, just stole his swag. They, they, yeah, because that they was the Cali problem. swag district. His they, ass. They, they fucking, they, they said, I'm a jerk, new boys. They <laughs> fucked whole, because cause everyone would be like, Snapchat is the best. You can like post shit and it goes away after 24 hours. You can send somebody a picture of your dick and it gets deleted and you could do this and this and this. And then, and then you would download it and look at it and be like, I'm a grown ass man. I can't be like, what is this? Yeah. Like, it looks like a weird little like video game for five year olds. Like, nobody uses it over it's the crazy. age of I 16. I can't do it. it. I never downloaded it. And then they're like, we're going to buy it. We're going to buy this off of you and implement it. And he's like, nah, bro. And then they're like, okay. Yeah. We're going like, we are going to eat your lunch. He, he flew and now they have stories. Like, they have Yelp stories. They <laughs> have Facebook stories, Twitter stories, Instagram stories, the whole thing. And so now it's like, that's it. We never need Snapchat. Damn, who's going to write the 10,000 word obituary for the grid? <laughs> RIP the grid. The day, I mean, I, I love the the duality of grid on stories. I think so too, but I think most people the grid is not even a thing. No, it's not. Like it's not really part of the combo like it used to be. We were I was talking about it with with Kyle about his story today about ambient television. Yeah. You got you got A roll and B roll. True. I think we're and his article is about how the B roll has become the ambient television that we all like to ambient, watch. He, Kyle's so good. Ambient television is such a catchy phrase. It's so descriptive. He's so good at that. It's like we don't deserve him. That shit went. I mean, that shit was everywhere today. It was viral. But mm-hmm. and I think part of it is ambient television. I'm clicking. Like, what does that mean? Like, I I need to know what that I love term television. Means. I love ambient. I don't. Yeah, I love even ambient. fucking Jerry was like, "What is ambient music?" And I was like, this is, I had to send him a YouTube clip of like, here's an ambient song. <laughs> Did you send him a YouTube clip of an yeah, ambient song? Yeah, I've been, I've, I've been, I've devoted my whole fucking life to Jerry Salt Z in the last 48 hours. You've, you've turned full Salt Z. Yeah, he was like, I had to explain what my DJ name means. I had to send him a link to the Master P Them Jeans YouTube. <laughs> I was like, it's a reference to this Master P song. Do not click play or else you definitely won't come on the podcast. Like. I'm 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 giving him the full white glove treatment. I'm treating him like like I'm a like a car salesman at the Benz dealership and I got a big fish on the line. I got a whale coming in to get the five hundred. Really, guys, pay attention. Follow at them jeans on Twitter to just really watch this space. Watch bitch. this space to see them jeans really You know, I couldn't help but to think or to compare when I was when I was doing my um my kettlebell swings today of like, you know, fishing has been on the brain lately. And so whether it's whether it's for amphibians or art critics, well, you know, when you're when you're pulling up a big lunker, sometimes you got a little let a little line out. Bitch, you can't call anybody a big lunker. <laughs> that's, that's literally what you are. Salt Z is a lunker. OK, so like if they're like, hey, I want to get the fucking <laughs> this fucking bro DJ guy. I know whatever. Like that's like catching a tadpole. I put the fish in the water, put the hook in the water, pull them up. Yank him into the boat, whatever, onto the next one. But but somebody like a Salt Z, <laughs> you gotta you gotta finesse it. You gotta go That's down right. to the bottom. You gotta troll it. You gotta wiggle that lure just right. And once he bites, you gotta go easy. You gotta wear him out. Okay. You uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us, guys. Uh, it's been a lovely one-on-one pod. Woo! Uh, what a roller coaster. And, you know, it's been a long day for us. Uh, how long gone after dark? The first podcast where TJ and I were actually in the same room. 
Um, can't wait to hear how it sounds. I can't either. And and um, will it you be know, better? will it be worse? We, we apologize for our, our technical error. Uh, it will not happen. Well, it'll probably happen a couple more times in our existence, but it, it won't happen soon. Also, we're the only people who know that there was a technical error. I know, but I like to be honest with the fans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and I, I think that yeah, all trust, baby. We but we will have it. We will have it. We will have a new podcast on Friday with a guest. Yeah, probably. And and a Twitch. Don't don't miss the Twitch. It's going to be a motherfucking motion picture. <laughs> <laughs>